Hello, you're listening to episode 20 of It's Just The One podcast. Actually, my name is Jake. And my name is Adam. This week, we're going to be taking a look at the best films of 2019 and wrapping up this miniseries. No luck catching them swans, then. It's just the one swan, actually. So, um, 2019, uh, obviously, with everything going on at the moment, the last year we had... um, a full film slate uh, over a, mm. a full calendar year, um, and yeah, this this be the the, the last one in the uh, in in like the series of like the decade um, that we me and Adam have been doing. Uh, so at the end of it, we'll pick a film, the best film of the decade as well. Um, yeah, nice easy task for ver- us to do. Very mixed year, I think. Um, Bit of a mad one, really, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of films that we've spoke about before. Um, so a lot of the Marvel films we won't be talking about, um, but they are really good films. So like Endgame, uh, and Spider-Man: Far From Home, and Captain Marvel. Uh, we won't be speaking about them. Um, no, but but they just a little shout out to them there. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also come out this year. Um, again, we won't be talking about that because we covered most of it in the we did a Tarantino episode, uh, mm. and we talked about it then. But really, really good film. Um, really, like really enjoyed it. So um, that we won't be talking about that one. Uh, but doesn't doesn't mean that we can't give it a shout out. And uh, what was the other one that we were gonna mention? Doctor Sleep as well. Doctor Sleep came out uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, around Halloween, we've done a review on Doctor Sleep, so we won't be talking about Doctor Sleep either. But um, yeah, re- really, really good film as well. So you can see our review on that on one of the earlier episodes. And that is basically the housekeeping, I think, for now. Um, oh, I. So we we've got a, the rest of it should be films we haven't talked about uh, before. Um, right. So I've got a few. I've got a few on honourable mentions. Um, obviously the ones I've just mentioned. Then, uh, so. Uh, one Adam, one of Adam's favorite films, obviously in the Fast and Furious franchise, Hobbs and Shaw, um, absolutely fantastic film. Um, Is he? Is he? <laughs> no, it's fucking shite, but it's great. <laughs> Jason Statham, the Rock, was basically like Superman. Yeah, where he's like, um, I'm black Superman. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like the Rock and Jason Statham team up, um, and they 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 take on Idris Elba. And then right at the end, obviously, The Rock's got to go back to his roots and goes back to, like, his little, um, his, his, um, it's, he calls him his tribe and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, involves his culture in the end of the film. Uh, and there's a few yeah. wrestlers in there, Roman Reigns being one of them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just dead, dead cheesy, actually, so goodness. Have we got so many people you can just keep going back I don't know. Say, Do you want to be in a Fast and Furious film? I don't Surely know. they're going to run out soon. Like, Helen Mirren's in them, and... Um, obviously Charlie's Furon's in them now as well and yeah there's just there's just like loads of people in them now just popping up you should get on board to them really good Hobbs and Shaw um, it's not the greatest film in the world but it's just it's just good action um, just easy yeah. to switch off sort of film uh, number three in the franchise John Wick uh, that came yes. out in 2019 absolutely fucking outstanding Um I think me and you can talk about John Wick films for for about hours. Um, yeah, that they, they are absolutely orgasmic in terms of action. <laughs> uh, 
in terms of action. Like they, no, they, they, they just nail it. Like um, it's, the editing, the way everything's choreographed, um, it's just absolutely fantastic. Each each yeah, one, it's proper action, and it's like like the, the first the, to go from the first one to the third one. Like the story now is just like completely bonkers. Um, like where they've took yeah, the it stories, now. The story's gone, isn't it? Yeah, the story's completely gone. Like the whole world is now basically full of assassins. That like. Yeah, it's just mad. It's like at the start, the start of John Wick Three when, um, he goes excommunicado and they like yeah, put yeah. hit out on him, and every single person in New York, the phone goes off and it's like, hold on a second. Yeah, it's like because everyone's is there, is just a killer. Who's like not in on this exactly. Um, but, but it's no, it's, it's 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 brilliant. Um, well worth all three films. Well worth a watch. Um, I've got any more. Um, Frozen Two, Frozen Two. I actually only watched mm. the other week um, oh. over Christmas. I watched Frozen Two for the first time, and it is better than Frozen One. It is, it is isn't it? so better. much better than Frozen One. It's so you can good. See why it took them so long to make it to get it. Yeah, like, there's perfect. a natural, but there's like a natural like narrative and story in it. Like there isn't, mm. there isn't Frozen One to be fair, but if. I don't know. Frozen Two's much it's a better. More, it's a bit more complex. Isn't it, it is. It is, and I really it's enjoyed like, it. It's like adjust. It's like um, adjusted alongside its original audience. I think. Yeah, it's a bit more action, which is a bit, which is a bit. Um, I wasn't yeah. expecting. There's a lot of action in it, um, but but really really good film. Frozen Two. Uh, I think that's it for I me. I think another franchise film. Did Toy Story Four come out? Toy Story Four come out. Yeah. <laughs> less said about that. I less like it, said. You don't. Less said about that. The better. Um, yeah. It's, like it. it's good. It's one, just leave one it film in free. No, no, no. Four's good. Everyone watch four. One film that did come out this year, which we still haven't got around to watching, but we are going to do, you know, providing... It's, we're, we're probably best waiting until, like, everyone's vaccinated, so maybe in about five or six years we can get around to doing this. We're going to get pissed and watch Cats. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I think everyone's probably seen Cats now, apart from us. I know. We're saving ourselves. We'll We'll hold yeah. out until we can do it in person. It's on Sky drinks now, yeah. so it's it's free for us to watch. So like, we, yeah, don't good, to now, <laughs> we don't have to pay now, mate. We don't have to pay now. We can do it. <laughs> I'd rather watch some like pirate filmed on a phone, with, seen, yeah, in, like in I, Korean, than watch it. I've seen and the, pay more than five pounds for it. I've seen all the um, like little clips from it and stuff, and it looks absolutely dreadful. And um. As soon as the director said, "What? What is it? Like fair technology or something?" There was like a, there was like a trailer for it, and he said, um, "You know, we've got the latest and groundbreaking CGI, um, fair, <laughs> fair something technology." It's, he called it, and I was like, "Absolutely oh, not!" I was like, "Fantastic!" <laughs> Sign me up for this film straight away. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get smashed and watch Cats eventually because it looks yeah. absolutely shocking. Um, oh. Another film that looks absolutely shocking, which I haven't seen, I'm not <laughs> gonna watch. Uh The Upside. So we've seen the original. The we upside. watched the original in uni, didn't we? What's so the upside? The original is um Untouchables, which is the French film. Oh. With Yeah, that was Omar good. Sai playing the lead. He's just got a new series on Netflix as well called Turin, I think. Yeah. It's called Turin, maybe something else. That looks sick anyway. Yeah. But they remade this amazing French film with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. And it just looks like a massive waste of time. I'm pretty sure it got <laughs> fucking destroyed. Did it critically? Um, but yeah, it's it's a really like heartwarming. Yeah, you should def- definitely watch. It's, it's it's really like 
really well regarded as well. And the fact they tried to remake it with Kevin Hart just said it all, I think. <laughs> Definitely watched the yeah. French version. Um, I, haven't, I didn't even I didn't even know it got remade. I'm not sure. Uh, didn't even know it yeah. got remade, but yeah, definitely watched the French version. Um, loads better. Um, I've got one here. I don't know yeah. if, if you've seen it. I have the Lighthouse. Yeah, I watched this the other week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. It's not this in my top five, film. but no, but Jesus, like I can't even. It's the one film I struggle to describe to people. It's just yeah. It's just so it's weird. Utter madness. It is. It I had really to watch is. it in two sittings because it was just it was just blowing me head off a little bit. Um, <laughs> the lighthouse. So Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's all we'll say. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's about two. Uh, too much. Two, it's about a lighthouse keeper and a sort of like uh, he's like his apprentice, isn't he? Yeah, and they have to maintain this lighthouse over like a like the a bad season just, of weather. Yeah. Um, and it's they're going to be there for a few weeks. I think it's meant to be four weeks originally. Yeah. Uh, um, and they go they go a bit mad. Very strange. The yeah. imagery is quite quite freaky. A lot of it's disturbing. It's very like striking scenes. Oh my god! Don't. Willem no. Dafoe gets naked at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Watch it if you're into it's like weird as fuck. Harder watch films. It's not like you can't just put it on and 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 watch it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really strange, but it's good. It is good. Um, Mad. It's it's clever in the in the way that it, it's like a mind. It's like a mind fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it explores like the sort of loneliness that the characters have, and or like the mental struggles and stuff. But yeah, it's fucked up. But mental. if you like that kind of stuff, give it a watch. The lighthouse. The lighthouse. Um, I think that's it for me. I've got 1917 down, but that sort of came out yeah. at the start of the year and we've covered it anyway. Um, yeah, we did a full episode on so have, yeah, have you got episode. any more? Um, have you got any more honourable mentions? Honourable mentions? I've got a couple, yeah. Um, Rocketman. Have you seen Rocketman yet? No, because I don't like Elton John. Yeah, neither do I, but I, I love Rocketman. Is it? Is it good? Um, it's really good. So Dexter Fletcher, um, famous for Lock, Stock and Two Smoker Barrels. Um came in to direct the end of Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. when Brian Singer got um, cancelled. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dexter Fletcher took the reins on Rocketman, Taron Egerton. It's like covers a small period of Elton John's life, particularly yeah. as it, well, it goes from his childhood to like the middle of his career. Um, covers like his drug addiction and stuff, um, which I didn't even know he had. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Jamie Bell's in there, James. really good performance. It's a sick film. Is it? It's really cool. It's really cool. Like if you don't like Elton John, watch it. As as far as like music uh biopics go, this is very, very good. Like it's up there with Bohemian Rhapsody for me. There's a lot that's of them. Just more from a, a Queen fan, to be honest. I think it's a better film than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh really? Yeah. Sure. Well definitely better. Yeah, yeah. Edison probably. Yeah. That <laughs> <sighs> fucking scene. I can't, and it won't. I can't believe it. Um <laughs> Fighting with My Family. Have you seen that oh. by Stephen Merchants? I forgot that so come out that year. Mad cast. Did yeah, that come in 2019? Yeah, 2019. So directed by Stephen Merchant. He's got a small role in it. It's uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Nick Frost. Yeah. Lena Headey. Um, it the rocks in there. Class this film. So it's about um, a, she's she Welsh. 
no, no. So, so it's about um, Paige from Norwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. British wrestler who is uh, there. She comes from a whole background. All her family are wrestlers. Um, mm. And her and her brother have tryouts for WWE. Um, and then um, her brother is sort of the better wrestler, but she gets taken to go to WWE. Um, and then, yeah, it's basically all about her working her way up to get a debut on um on the on the telly basically um yeah cuz you you know more about wrestling than i do um yeah, is it I don't like watch a true story <laughs> is the full journey like yeah, yeah, a it's true a, story it's a full yeah. true story yeah cuz i know um, obviously she's a i know she's it's based on a real wrestler but i'm just a, wondering if the actual full journey is no no yeah true. it's a it's all full true story um yeah yeah it's it's a really really good film Florence Pugh is absolutely brilliant i think she's brilliant yeah. in every, everything she does um and yeah, it's a it's just a really really good film to be honest. Yeah, it's just nice, mad nice the rock that the rock just pops film. in it like halfway yeah, yeah. through it, and it's like and Vince Vaughn as well. Like what's Vince that Vaughn as well. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. But um, it's no, a really strange, it's really really good strange film. Strange cast. Yeah, but yeah, it is a good film. Yeah, well, um, worth it. it's I think it's on Netflix. It is. Yeah, if anyone wants to watch it. it, yeah. Go on. Any more? Another another quick one I'll throw in. Uh, Marriage Story. Oh, I haven't seen this. It's just depressing. It's really depressing. Oh, right, so Adam you haven't sold it to Johnson. me. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, well, when I say it's real, it sounds like, it sounds like I'm, I'm in a terrible relationship, but that's not <laughs> the case. Um, it's just, it's just a really hard watch of two people fa- falling out of love. It's quite, uh, oh. it's quite normal in that sense that that's yeah. all the story is. Um, but it's, it's just carried by the performances. You've seen the memes. Yeah, I've seen uh, the Adam Driver memes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that scene alone is fantastic. Um, yeah. Written by what's his name Noah Baumbach. I can't pronounce his surname, but it's the one who's married to Greta, um, um, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Um, he he wrote it as well. Apparently, it's not autobiographical, but um, some say it is. Anyway, that's just like a really strong. That's on Netflix uh, as well, like isn't drama. it? Like really, really good. If you want to watch like actors at their best, then that's what you've got to watch. That's on Netflix um, as well, isn't it? It is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. doesn't make the top five though. Right. No, I've seen a trailer of that. Um, or like we were flicking through the other day on Netflix, what's watching? We watched like a clip of it. It does look good, but um, you haven't sold it to me there, saying it's very depressing. Well, it is depressing. <laughs> but no, I'll probably watch it. it starts off nice. Does it? Right. Okay. So should we go into it then? Should we go into the our top five? Let's do it. Let's um, the big boys. I'll <laughs> I'll start with um, gangster film come out in twenty nineteen, so also the start of twenty twenty. But we'll just put it in twenty nineteen anyway. Um, Guy Ritchie going back to gangster films is the gentleman. I watched this. I didn't go to the pictures to watch it. I watched it on uh, Prime, which I think it's still on at the moment. This is such a good film. Um, it's Guy Ritchie going back to... Um, just basically Guy Ritchie going back to doing gangster films, which, you know, he's doing done he he's, 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 he's on that Aladdin film and that bloody King Arthur film, and they didn't, like... Nothing really happened. Um, and they were just a bit shit. And then, obviously... This has come out, and 
he's it's he's just perfect. He just makes absolutely perfect gangster films. No one else makes them better, but especially like British gangster films. No, no, no one makes them better. He's just so good. Uh, Matthew Ronay's uh, plays um, like this American who lives in the UK, whatever. Um, he's really good in it. Um, the the whole cast is brilliant as always in a Guy Ritchie gangster film. The whole cast like brings their A game. Um, some very funny characters. Colin uh, Colin Farrell's character is absolutely hilarious. Yes. Um, and the 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 um the Chinese actor. Um, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? He's he's coming um, up in a lot of a lot of stuff at the moment. He's a really really good actor and he's really really good in it. Um, can't remember his name now. Henry Golding. Henry Golding, that's yeah. it. Henry Golding. Yeah, wasn't he in that, wasn't he in that shit Christmas film? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was in that. Really, really good. Uh, really good actor. Um, he's in it. And just fantastic. It's a really, really funny film. Um, what's his name? Hugh Grant is... He carries it, doesn't he? Hugh Grant carries it. Not being Hugh Grant though, he's not Hugh Grant in it. He's that's like the, that's what's so he's just this surprising about it. He's just this horrible Cockney. Yeah. He's like spouting film stuff, and it's just so fucking funny. Um, I think that um, the way obviously, if you've seen other Guy Ritchie gangster films, there's a, there is a lot of narration. The way the way they're told is always like sort of in a. There's a lot of um, like present narration. It's not like he's yeah. telling a story. He's telling the story as it's happening from like an outside point of view. But the way yeah. it's done in this one is as if it's a screenplay. So it's a bit like, um, what's the word? Like meta, is that the right term for it? Yeah. Um, so it's like, a, it's like a film happening within a film. Um, and that's quite, it's just quite nice to have narration that's not just exposition. Like obviously exposition comes with it, but it's done in a, in a more interesting way. But yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant not playing some floppy haired, um, like rom com type is really good. It's he's I think he, so he's good, isn't it? it? He's absolutely brilliant. Um yeah, well worth a watch. As I say, it's on Prime. I think I might have spoken about it, it before, but it's well worth it. It's yeah, we touched on it. Anyway. He persuaded me to watch it and it was, um, it was fucking fantastic. But it's it's fantastic, yeah. Well worth a watch, gentlemen. Fletcher. Buenos tardes, Ramundo. <laughs> I should stab you with that fucking rolling pin. Oh, don't be cunty. I was just hoping we could have a cosy little drink together. So, I've got a meeting on Saturday at your favourite newspaper. As the best private investigator in this smoky little town, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, they are ready to put 150 grand in my pocket to give him some filth. Good for me, that. But in this case, it's bad for you. So Big Dave, editor extraordinaire, has developed a terrible antipathy for your boss and his licorice assortment of tasty mates. He's out to destroy him. And all those that cosy up to him, front cover, bosh, there will be blood and fucking feathers everywhere, my darling. I'm going to throw in one of you because I don't think you've seen it. Um, Parasite. I haven't seen Parasite so, yet. Um... Like this did come out in 2019, but we were saying before we started recording, what's confusing is we've got like films on this list, and because of like last year being so like all over the place and not knowing what day it is, we like we had to like check a lot of these films to make sure they were 2019. But mm. um, 
some some sort of are, some might not be, but anyway, Parasite came out, obviously cleaned up at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, first foreign language film to win Best Picture, I think, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it took me a while to watch this purely because I wanted to fully enjoy it. Um, and honestly, it was so different to what I expected. It was as good as I expected because I knew the hype for it wouldn't wouldn't be fake, basically. Yeah. Um, but it goes in a direction you honestly never expect. Like there's just like this this point probably about just past halfway through the film, and you're like, is this is this for real? Like, is this actually <laughs> happening? And then that becomes the main point of the film. Then, really, yeah, it's um. So for for anyone who doesn't know, it's about a, a extremely poor family who sort of try and infiltrate a super rich family mm. to um just just to make money basically. So it starts with this son becomes an English tutor for this rich family's daughter, <laughs> and then they slowly all get in posing to be like professionals in different jobs. Really, but the that they're not acting as a family; they're acting as strangers. Ah. And then so it gets to the point where you know. They're all they're all getting their way in, and then something completely out the blue happens, and it's fucking mental. Really. And then the end. Oh my god, I couldn't I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was like, I thought so, I thought the film was going to go in such a different direction, and then it went in that one. So, honestly, well, that, that in itself, the twist in itself for me was was great. But it's such a good balance between humour and like horror, mm. and then there's a lot of tension in there and stuff. But I think the sort of translation of a foreign film using like humor and yeah. that to like work on an international level that was really impressive as well um but as a whole it's fucking awesome it's it's probably challenging for like the top 2 for this year for me to be honest really um that's on amazon as well yeah definitely watch parasite definitely need to check that out myself if, um, like if you're one of them people that's like oh I don't want to watch it because it's subtitled just oh, grow just, up and, and watch it honestly <laughs> honest to god it's phenomenal honestly you, it's phenomenal you limit so much of what what's out there if you if you like that yeah just just exactly. just just watch it it's in subtitles just watch it read um no definitely have to check that one out um it's been on my list for ages um and I'm just a lazy bastard and I haven't got around to watching it um. <laughs> Next one, I think we spoke about this one, so I'll just skate over it as well. Um, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Um, yeah, we spoke about, about it. That, yeah. yeah, we spoke about it briefly. Um, it's a really, really good film. I, it's begrudgingly mm. in my top five because um, Ryan Johnson's <laughs> a fucking knobhead. Um, but um, I can't fault it. And credit where credit's due. Um, it's a really, really, really good um, murder mystery um, film. Uh, so basically, rich family. Um, their father, the the head of the head of the family, um, dies. He's like a best selling author. He dies. Rich family comes to his estate, obviously wanting to see what what's left to them in the will. Um, and then one thing and another transpires, and if it turns out the murderer is actually one of the family members, uh, and one yeah, one thing leads to another. And uh, Daniel Craig's there to try and solve the case, and it's absolutely fantastic. Some of the dialogue is superb. The characters are well written. Um, it's just like each character's got their own. It's, each character is based on a certain um, 
uh, like a certain caricature and um yeah like they're 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 all like um what's the word sort of like an archetype yeah they're they're all they're all based off like certain types of people in society um so like there's there's like a um there's like a karen type like a mom who's Mm. just like likes to whinge and complain and stuff like that and then there's like a stuck up like stuck up mom um and then there's obviously an arrogant son who's just like thinks he's all that there's just someone who just sits on their phone as he's just not interested like a teenager it, it plays a lot of that um but it's absolutely fantastic it's a really really good film um the twist in it is brilliant um so just when you think and it's so well timed the twist because you just when you think you know what's happening and you've got it it yeah. goes and twists it on its head it's like it's like so like literally in my head i was like i've got this and then as soon as i thought that it twists on me on on its head and then you have to sort of start with a clean slate and it's like there's half an hour left in this film yeah what what the hell's going on now um it's really really good film just unfortunately directed by ryan johnson and written by ryan johnson um the absolute weapon but certainly uh calls his way back up the ladder a little bit after a no. What else? What? No, he doesn't. No, he redeemed no, himself he, a bit. He, he he's no, no. He, he wrote no. John, he's he's poor John Favreau's breaking his back trying to <laughs> carry the Star oh, no. Wars franchise after. John Favreau's uh, he's done it. He's bought it back. Yeah, he has to be he saved. Uh, yeah, go on. What have you got next? Um, let's go for like we said at the start. There's a couple here that we've we have spoken about in detail. But um, 1917 obviously makes the top five. Obviously. It makes, it makes, it makes, like, it's in there with the best films of the decade. Obviously. I rewatched it um, again about a week ago. Mm. It just blew me chin off again. It's so <laughs> fucking good. It's awesome. And so I watched it with Sophie, she hasn't seen it before. So to watch it with someone who hasn't seen it again. Yeah. And sort of, like, gauge their reaction. Yeah. And, like, see how they're viewing it as well. It's like that's only the second time I've seen it, but like I felt like I knew the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I paid like I got so invested in it the, f- the first time round, um, like remembered everything. But oh no, it's fucking awesome! I haven't like, seen even, it you know, since the, the pictures. Oh mate, it's on it's on Prime and um, and I want to watch it, but I sort of want to like it's weird, but I sort of want to get like a a sandbar just for that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when I went to see it, I went to see it in like the best cinema with the best sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like if I get a soundbar, I've got my 4K telly, I watch it in 4K. Like, I want that experience back in my life because it was absolutely fantastic yeah, in the cinema enough. I went to see it. But it's absolutely it's an unreal film. It, it, I haven't put it in my top five just because um, we, we've done a review on it. Uh, but it would easily yeah. make the top five easily if we haven't spoken about it before. Um, next one I've got is a DC film, Joker. Of course, so, so you threw ob- me off. You threw me off. I know, I know, is. I know. So, like, obviously, you think DC, you think shit, um, but DC. I don't know DC. DC in a weird stage at the moment where they're not. They tried to play catch up with Marvel. They tried to do too much and too like, too short of films. They now, I think, realise that they're not going to catch up. So they're going in, like, a slightly di- different direction where 
they're just doing like their own sort of thing with their own characters. So, and they're just given creative freedom to directors to do whatever they want with their characters. And this was the first, this is the first one really where they're letting someone do their own take on a character with no references really to any other DC characters. They just wanted to do this. Um, yeah. So they did it on Joker. Joker is, uh, by no means is Joker an anti-hero. He is straight down the line a villain. And the worry going into this film was that they'd present him as like this tragic character, this um, anti-hero sort of thing. And he's never he's never that. He's just a sociopath killer. He doesn't care. Um, what I like about this film is presents it presents the idea that you you feel sorry for him but then it it does things so like it presents so there's the bits where he's like going out for for dinner and taking um his girlfriend like he's, he's with the girl and stuff like that it's presenting that yeah. idea in the film and then later on in the film you find out that that never happened so it's presenting the idea that you feel sorry for him but then in actual fact, he's lying to you. He's lying yeah. in what he's presenting to you. He's making you. He's lying to you to make you feel sorry for him. Yes. So, as the film goes on, he goes further and further down, um, descends further into madness, and obviously it all comes to a head at the end of the film. What I love about it as well is it. It's not a typical comic book film in the fact that obviously it's like all superhero and all action and stuff like that. It's very much a Scorsese, um, like a Scorsese homage film, um, like like a nineteen seventies range and bull taxi driver sort of film. It's even got Robert yeah. De Niro in it. Robert De Niro plays the, the yeah. talk show host. Um, it's very much inspired by that sort of nineteen seventies gritty New York sort of film, um, and it's absolutely fantastic. Joaquin Phoenix is absolutely unreal, like. It's like scary and he's, good, isn't he? And he's he's not when people say, Oh, he's he's the best Joker, for me he's he's not actually the Joker in the film. The jo- the he's he he's 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 only jo- the Joker in that film for probably the last ten minutes. Yeah. For the rest of the film he just plays this sociopath who you do sometimes feel sorry for. Mm. Um but there's other times he's he's obviously troubled, but but then as I said before, he's lying to you throughout the whole film to make you feel sorry for him. Um, yeah. And there's there's just there's so many bits in that film where I was sitting there watching it, and there's bits where it's funny what's happening on screen, but at the same time it's so sick and twisted. So you're sitting there, and then like the audience around me is laughing. And then there's some people like looking around, like at other people saying, "Like, what are you laughing at that for? Like, that's really yeah." Like, and it's yeah. it's so good how it does that as well, where it like how how like how much how how sadistic are you in your head, really? Like, how what what sorts of things make you laugh? Like, how how bad yeah. can we? And it, it answers them questions of yourself as well. Um, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic film. It's really really good. I hope they don't make a sequel. I think it just needs to be left on its own. Yeah, I think in its own where it where it ended is yeah perfect. Yeah, it doesn't need a sequel or anything like that. It's it's just fantastic. Um, well worth a watch. 
joke happened. Yeah, I think what you're saying there about like um, about how people react to the film, like you're saying, like you remember people laughing at at bits where you feel particularly uncomfortable all the other way around. Yeah, I think that's like really well demonstrated in like the the way society is actually portrayed in the film. Exactly. So yeah. there's like most of the characters in the film like laugh at and ridicule them, like particularly yeah. um, um, De Niro's character Murray. Yeah. When um, he brings him on the show it purposefully to take the piss out of him. Yeah. Like yeah. because of that, um, the tape from the the comedy club, and then you've got like the people on the train who are mm. taking the piss out of him, um, the kid and the woman on the bus. Exactly, but like, then, so it's got all that in it, and you feel sorry for him about it. But then, there's because he's lied to you with certain scenarios in his imagination, exactly. you then doubt that them certain scenarios actually even happened. If that makes sense, yeah. Um. It's just so good. It's such a good film to watch and like yeah. delve into. Um, I think it's, it's mad that like it's directed really by the same of, person. Of comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad that it's directed by the same person's buddy, um, Hangover, and written. Yeah, which blows me. It, that blows me mind because Todd Phillips, like first Hangover film, obviously it's brilliant. Second and third just get like progressively worse. Mm. It's just like beating a dead horse, essentially, isn't it? And I don't and think then he's done much come after. Out with that. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's fantastic. It's crazy. Really, 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 really good film. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's easily in my top five. Brilliant. Yeah. Superb. That's what I was saying. Like, like those like weird like moments of comedy, especially in times when it's not, like you should not be laughing. Yeah. So, like in his, in his apartment when he, he kills that guy. That's the bit. The, That's the bit. And the other the other characters there, the the the, uh, the midgets there as well. That's the bit. Where and he's, he's like locked trying in. To, he's trying, he's to, get, trying to get out. Yeah, he's, he's trying to jump to unlock the door. And it's like in any other scenario, that's funny, but you yeah. still find yourself laughing despite that. And people were still laughing, and we were like, "Yeah, do we laugh? Do we? It's, are we in shock?" At the same time, it's like because the moments in the film are so shocking. Yeah, it's like it's it's like that comic relief that you need. Exactly. Like you have to laugh, otherwise yeah. you just completely like, what the hell's going on? Exactly. And even you know, in, in the, the final scene, I won't say just in case people haven't seen it, but the final scene when he he does what he does. Yeah. Um, and then he's like goes to speak down the camera to yeah. like say his piece to like round it off and he just gets cut off yeah and i'm like I love like it. that like that's funny but what he's just done is like fuck yeah um it's fantastic but it's yeah brilliant joker I, i've only watched it the once i think i'm gonna give that a, a, a revisit soon but definitely do it's, it's amazing yeah. it's an incredible film no you cannot joke about that yeah that's not funny arthur that's not the kind of humor we do on this show okay i'm yeah i'm sorry it's just, you know, it's been a rough few weeks, Murray. <laughs> Ever since I killed those three Wall Street guys. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. There's no punchline. It's not a joke. You're serious, aren't you? You're telling us you killed those three young men on the subway? Mm-hmm. And why should we believe you? I've got nothing left to lose. Nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs> My life is nothing but a comedy. Well, this is another one. Um, another one that we've we've gone over, so I'll just 
we'll just glance over it again. Yeah. Um, but it's in my top five because it is one. It is one of my favorite films from the year. Mm. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. It's got to be up there. Oh, it's fantastic! Absolute, absolute epic. It's a, fantastic. A film lovers' film. Yeah, hundred um, percent. A lot of people didn't like it because it was so long and like, oh, it's just Brad Pitt driving around. Yeah, it might just be <laughs> the film might have like seventy minutes of people driving around. Yeah, but so what? That it, it looks sick. A the film soundtrack's where amazing. Absolutely nothing happens, but yeah, it's just fun. It's just fantastic. It it just immerses yeah. you into the world. It's fantastic film. I wouldn't have any. Exactly. I wouldn't it have a bad you, word said about it. What I love, to, what is yeah, it, yeah. it's set, is it? I think it's the 60s, 60, isn't 69. it? What I love about it is the lead up to it was, oh, it's uh, it's Tarantino's take on the Manson murders and yeah. it's going to be so gruesome and always going to be so controversial and stuff. N- no, no. It's 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 literally two hours of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio driving around and in the last, the last half an hour, he like twists it. Like he does an Inglorious yeah. Bastards, and then that's that. Um, exactly, it's, it's fantastic. It's classic uh, rewriting of history because the anticipation going into that, thinking, like, if you if you know the story of Sharon Tate and how she yeah, yeah. murdered, like it's it's horrific. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And the whole time you're sitting there, like you're watching Brad Pitt take his top off and fix an antenna on the roof, and you're like, if this is going where it's going, like, how is it so chilled? Like in an hour's time, we're expecting to see like one of the most like gruesome ways yeah. to be killed, and then yeah, he does his he does his classic uh, rewriting of history. It's probably my it's probably actually no, I was going to say it's it's my favorite example of it, but it's not it's not it's not. Glorious bastards wins. No, in glorious bastards. Front. It's just fantastic. <laughs> I can't believe I was about to about to compare Def- the, Def- the, the, the death of Hitler to something. Yes. Else. <laughs> That's better than the death of Hitler. Yeah, um, uh, that's incredible. Defo if the, you love film, you, you, you're going to love this. Yeah, definitely. Um, Defo the coolest two actor lineup, like the yeah Leonardo DiCaprio. To believe like, that's the first time they've they've been in a film together. I like that. The probably the two coolest actor lineups both have Brad Pitt in it. So it's like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, or Brad Pitt and George Clooney in Oceans. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah. There's like it's just Brad Pitt and someone else. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, no, it's awesome. superb. It's superb. Honestly, it's a brilliant film. Um, nothing really happens, but it's just it's so Leonardo DiCaprio is absolutely hilarious. Like, yeah, those, like we know like we know he's such a really good actor, but yeah. he's now doing like comedy as well, where it's just like yeah, it's he's just so good, and like he just goes for it as well. Um, he's fantastic. Because his characters, his character he's playing. Um, really reflects well this is so the characters he's playing in the film as in because he plays an actor yeah his characters he's playing in the film reflect his himself yeah it's hard to explain now because it's like a, a film within a film he's, he's like the, char- yeah, yeah. The, character, the characters he's playing are like older people who are like yeah out on like down on their luck and yeah like like out and finished and he's like playing them and he's like realizing as it goes and it's that Fantastic. scene he does with them um, in the um in the trailer the oh my god the girl she's such a good actor as well she's yeah, fantastic she's, she's actor. Boss. yeah and he's like and he's like and he's like crying he's and like just he can't believe crying. like what's happening to me but that's she's that like scene when you're he's the a, best actor trailer oh he's so good when he gets to the trailer and he's like 
the best bit in that bit for me when he's like, I'm gonna stop drinking, I'm gonna stop drinking. And then like it, it just does like that jump cut and he's drinking from this fucking <laughs> this flask again. <laughs> oh, quality film. Brilliant. And the end is like the biggest it's the big one of the biggest payoffs ever. Oh, but especially fantastic. For, for such like a long yeah, like slow film, which yeah. which I, I like about it. The payoffs are fucking incredible. Yeah. Mush. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um I've got I've got two left, so I've, I'll go to this one first. Uh, I, I don't know if we spoke about it before, um, but it is Jordan Peele's second uh, director's uh, film, and it is Us. Um, yep. Obviously, it's st- yeah, absolutely fantastic film. Um, it's, it's just superb. Um, they so so Get Out is fantastic, and. Us is sort of like a Twilight Zone mm. episode, but like extended. So. Um, I won't spoil it too much, but if you if you watch the trailer, you'll see that it's 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 about um, it's about doppelgangers um, and like the evil version of yourself, basically. Yeah, uh, and a lot of things transpire in the film. There's a lot of twists, um, and it's not very scary, but it's. It's creepy. It's creepy as fuck. It's a like classic, classic say. horror, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not scary, but it's just creepy as fuck. Um, mm. And it's fantastic. It's really, really good. I yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah, um, I mean, we've spoken about Jordan Peele, the, like this film and Get Out loads. We always refer back to them. It's a film about doppelgangers and like the fear of yourself, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, the capability of of people and in in a sense of horror, like what people can do. Absolutely. Um, and the lengths people will go to. But I think the best the best thing about the film is the action is the, is the twist itself, like who who is who. Yeah. You know, at, yeah. at the end when when she like looks down to her son and you're like Is that is that her or yeah. is that is that her or is that her and is that him yeah. or is that like Yeah yeah it's, it's just so fantastic. Sick. It's fantastic. Uh yeah, superb. I I do prefer this to get out as well. Actually, yeah, I, I do actually get out. I, yeah. I think it's better than Get Out. Um, no, it's fantastic. Really, really good film. Well worth a watch. Last one I've got. Um, so the last one to talk about is, obviously, myself. Martin Scorsese, uh, Netflix film, The Irishman. Uh, I think I've, I've, I've probably talked about it before. Um, we touched on, on it. Of, yeah, on one of our recommendation things probably mentioned it. Um yeah, Martin Scorsese um, decides to get back together with Robert De Niro after probably about 10, 15 years apart. Um, Robert De Niro obviously going off doing comedy films and like just deteriorating as an actor. <laughs> uh, all credibility that he that he earned in the ninety, the eighties and the nineties went right out the window. Um, but little Marty's picked him back up, done a gangster film with him. Um, Al Pacino's in it, going f- um, obviously full Al Pacino because that's the only setting Al Pacino has, um, and it's just, and oh, uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci makes yeah. his acting return after about tw- after about tw- brought him out of retirement. Um, there's a there's a great story like Martin Scorsese sent him the script three times, and didn't get yeah. rep- didn't get a reply from Joe Pesci, <laughs> and then. Um, until like two months later, and he was like, um, he, he actually went round to his to Joe Pesci's house with the script, sat him down, and was like, 
this this part is for you. Like I wrote this for yeah. you. And um Joe Pesci in the end said he, he couldn't refuse. Like he's wrote the part yeah. for him. He, he esen- essentially off. said he was like, I'm not making this film without oh, you. It's it's got to be Joe Pesci as well. It's got to be Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Scorsese. Bring, bring the gang back. If you're bringing Robert De Niro back, you've got to bring Joe Pesci back as well. Yeah. Um. So it just it basically tells the tale of um this. So Robert De Niro plays this. Um, he's like a handler for the the Irish mob. Not the Irish mob. It's like just just gangsters basically. Um, in and then he befriends a um it's also like a politician, uh, a union leader, um, who is Al Pacino's character. And this union leader is very well liked. He's got um he's funded by um the mob as well, he's funded by gangsters yeah. as well, like Joe Pesci. Um and Robert De Niro's character is basically in the middle. So he's in with the gangsters and he's also good friends with the union leader. Um, who's played by Al Pacino, and it basically fo- follows this story. So uh, certain things happen. Al Pacino obviously is becoming probably too big. Um, to, he's starting to affect the gangsters and stuff, and their what what they want to achieve. Um, and then yeah, one thing leads to another, and Robert De Niro is put in a very difficult um situation. And it's very, very like shocking how he handles that difficult situation. Um, yeah, you sort of see the real person that he is. Uh, it's fantastic. It's on. It's on for about four hours, five hours. <laughs> it's on for ages. Uh, I watched it about. I watched it about three times within its first week. Um, I can't believe you watched it that much. I know. I watched it all in one sitting, and then I watched it. Um, I split it up. So I got more like it's it's fantastic. So it's you know what you're getting with Martin Scorsese, like it's going to be well directed, but yeah. to a point where it's it, it's just it's it's just Martin Scorsese. It's just absolutely amazing how he's got he's transitioned from the nineties to the noughties and now to now and. He embraces new technology. He's, and it's 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 amazing how he can just like pick up on it straight away. And yeah, it, it's not it's nothing's challenging to him in a sense. Like, and I don't think it would be because he was making films in the seventies, and it was probably a lot harder to make him in the seventies than it is yeah. now. But he embraces new technology. He's an advocate for everything going to like cinema to be on the screen and stuff like that. Um, which is weird why it went to Netflix. Apparently, Netflix, he signed a deal with Netflix on the... Um, he, he basically said to Netflix, I'll, like, I'll, my, my film can go to your streaming service so long as, it, as it's in cinemas first. And he agreed yeah. to it, like, because you would. Yeah. Um, and it had, like, a limited cinema re- release before going to Netflix. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. The acting is just superb. Robert De Niro... Um, is is back being Robert De Niro that we all love, like Casino Robert De Niro, and oh, just fantastic. Joe Pesci is like he hasn't been away, like yeah, it's just, like, just it's seamless like his, back into acting. Joe Pesci is probably my favorite actor. Yeah, yeah, 
it's like it's like a curtain call, isn't it? It's like the perfect yeah. film for him it to is. come back and do because there's no way he's, he's doing another film. After no, that. no way, like, no way. Unless he, Scorsese might get him back out, that there might be a chance he's that, he's, though, he? that he's that he's he's dipped old. his to- he's dipped his toe back in the water and he like he he might go back in, but. Do you know who he reminds me of in that in that film, particularly when they make him a, a little bit older, only a little bit because he he's about eighty anyway. Yeah, and yeah. Do you make him make him look a little bit older? He looks like fucking uh, mole man from the Simpsons. He does. He does. <laughs> like that's that's how. That's Nobody's how gay is. for mole man. <laughs> he's fa- it's it's fantastic. Joe Pesci's brilliant. Um, Stephen Graham pops up in it. Um, yeah, a little all. bit. Absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, there's some great YouTube videos, interviews with Steve Graham as well, where he talks about it, and you can just see like how much of a fanboy he is, and like how much, yeah. like how lucky he probably feels he is to, and he is to be fair to work with all them, um, all them people. Uh, Ray Romanda, Ray's buddy, in it, buddy, um, yeah, Ray Romano, yeah, yeah, buddy Manny from Ice Age, <laughs> um, he's in it. It's fantastic. It's it's easily. It's not. I wouldn't say it's one of his best films, but. What is his best film? Like he's got so many exactly absolute absolute amazing well, it's, films. It's, it's good fellas in it, but his his worst film is probably someone else's greatest film in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. It's he's got he's done good fellas. He like that. Good fellas is yeah, um, yeah. But it's fantastic. Like you said, it's he, so he, good. He's to like watch. adapted. Yeah, he's adapted to yeah. each like. Sort of era of film, and obviously in this one, it's it's all the CGI, it, the aging. It perfectly suits Netflix as well. Mm. I feel like if you went to the cinema to watch it, you'd get not bored, but you'd get like, oh, it's a long film, is how much was like stuff, stuff like that. And even if you put it on DVD, you'd get a bit like that. But like obviously yeah. with Netflix, you pause it, you can go off, you can watch it in blocks, like I watched it. You can watch it in like yeah. halves. However That's you want to watch it. it in two sittings, yeah. Exactly, you can split it up into two films. It's perfect for now. It's absolutely fantastic. People have got yeah. no no excuses not to watch it. It's <laughs> absolutely just one th- one thing about that film that I'm like, go on, come on. When um, is it when he batters the heroes? When he when he goes to the shop, and yeah, yeah, and he batters else. him, and he's like stomping on him. <laughs> and he's like stomping on him, but like, so this is De Niro made out to be about it's about forty, and he, yeah, yeah, uh, at this point because it, it covers a lot of ground. The film yeah, it's yeah. like fifty years in it, yeah, um, and De Niro's it's it's a massive wide shot of like the street yeah. corner, and he's like stomping on this fella on the street, and it's like Robert De Niro is seventy years old yeah. and cannot physically do that. Yeah, for that shot. They could have just easily got a person in to do that because you don't even see his face. I'm not, yeah, often. I'm not telling. And he's like shaking on his, he's like shaking on his standing <laughs> leg, like trying to kick this guy, and it's like, oh, just get someone else in. I'm not telling but, um, Scorsese yeah. how to direct, but <laughs> he could have gone in for a close up and then cut to someone else yeah, stomping like, on him. Like, but I'm fair, not though, telling the way they do it. He like, he like throws the guy through like the shop door and stuff. So maybe it's like they just yeah. had like like limited takes and. Yeah, the, the take the the how to use was in like he just used that one, <laughs> um, but it's fantastic, well worth a watch. Uh, the Irishman, no, no, it's, it's, it's unreal, and he's he's very old now, Marty. So I feel like if he does bring a film out, you should watch it basically because he went enjoy it while left. while it's still coming. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one thing I just want to say is he's got he's doing he's writing another film at the moment. I don't think he's filming it, obviously. Um, but it's got Robert De Niro. It's it with the first time, so it's got um, it's Martin Scorsese and his two uh, right hand men for both areas. So it's Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio in both. Ooh, and 
Yeah. So, so I reckon that might be his last film because it would be a perfect yeah. way to last it, where he's got two of the two of his best actors. Um, bringing his ears get together. Get it? Joe Pesci back in. Get in Harvey Cattell. <laughs> just get him. To just the get. Race just get. Like. Get everyone who's who's been in the Martin Scorsese. Get Jack Nicholson back in. Get Jack Nicholson back in from retirement. Get Fucking them all. going to have a job getting him out of retirement. Get them all back in. Um, Jack Nicholson was a, partially retired. Just do an old, yeah, yeah. You should just do an old. You should do a film in an old person's home. Yeah, yeah. And just with just all sit, these great actors. Like, put them on, like, armchairs with blankets and just let them chat shit I'd to each watch other. That. It'd be amazing. I'd watch that. Jack Nicholson <laughs> was partially in retirement, and then he... Yeah, when he did The Departed. When yeah. he did The Departed. And it's, 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 I think he's the only director who's, who, if he, could, he even knocks at your door with a script, you're like, okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're, like, pull, 90... Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. he's going to turn down him to do a film. Like, no chance. Um, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, Irishman, fantastic film. Can you believe this weather, Frank? Huh? It's 85 degrees outside. Perfect. Hey, Tony Jack. Jimmy. People freezing to death in New York. And look at us. Why we don't live here all year round is what I want to know. Beautiful. It's summer. What? It's summer. People aren't freezing to death in New York. It's summer. In my mind, it's always eight degrees in New York. I'm making a point. Making a point. Making a point dressing like that? Is that how you dress for a meeting? And this is how you dress in Florida? In a suit? For a meeting? Anywhere. Florida, Timbuktu, I dress in a suit. For a meeting. And you're late. What? You're late. And it was traffic. Yeah, it's traffic. <laughs> Wasn't it traffic? You yeah, give me it traffic. Was traffic. What do, you, what do you want from us? It was bumper to fucking bumper. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's bad, you know. Traffic. I never waited for anyone who was late more than 10 minutes in my life. I'd say 15. 15's right. No, 10. I don't think so. 10's not enough. You have to take traffic into account. If that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking traffic into account. That's why it's 10. I still say 15. No, 10. Fine, we... We disagree on that. Well, oh. How about 12 and a half minutes? There we go. There 12 and a half. Come. Middle, right it's in the middle. Compromise. Beautiful. Okay, so um, we've picked our films for 2019, which brings us to the end of our first ever mini series. Um, and now we're faced with the task of going back over the films from each year. So we've got 10 each, and we now need to pick one of those films as our favorite film, that are, in our opinion, our best film of the decade so we'll do a little recap at first just to go over so do you want to go through your 10 jake yeah uh so 2010 i went with uh shutter island uh this feels like ages ago now 2010 i went with shutter island uh 2011 was drive 2012 was django unchained 2013 was great gatsby 2014 was whiplash 2015 was mad max fury road 2016 was Arrival, uh, 2017 was Blade Runner, 2049, 2018 was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and 2019 was Joker. Nice. 
So um, I'll go over my top ten. It does feel like ages ago. It was almost a year ago. It was like ten months. Yeah, ago yeah. It's a ten ten years in the making. <laughs> Not ten years. Um, it's one year. <laughs> ten years altogether. So in 2010, I went for Inception. 2011 was Shame. 2012, Django Unchained. 2013, Hair. 2014, Interstellar. 2015, Ex Machina. 2016 was La La Land, 2017 Baby Driver, mm. 2018 A Quiet Place, and 2019 was 1917. <laughs> so it's just a few films in there that are quite just right. just a few belters there. Um, no, I think every one of them was a belter then. Um, right, I don't know how we how how we want to get started with this, mate. But straight off the bat, straight off, well, straight. You know what your number one is. I don't. I don't even know what mine is. Do you, right, I'll 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 walk you through my head at the moment. <laughs> Go on. So Shutter Island, great film, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Is it better than a couple of the films on that list? No. So probably not Shutter Island. Drive, absolutely amazing film. Um, you don't like it, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, but I don't think it's better than some of the other films. Django. Mm. Potential. We both went for Django, so maybe. Great Gatsby, uh, no, but it is a brilliant <laughs> film. Um, Whiplash I watched last night. Again, for like the first time in months. Uh, so that maybe. Mad Max. I'm leaning heavily towards Mad Max and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I thought you would. Like no. it's it's them it's them it's them too. The other films are absolutely fantastic. Like we spoke about Joker before, and um, mm. obviously you know my love for Spider Verse and um, and like Whiplash is absolutely absolutely incredible. Like Jesus Christ, what a film! And um, but I think. Django, Mad Max, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine are all fantastic films, but I also think they like deliver in like different uh, in like different other categories that the other films don't deliver in. If that makes sense, so like yeah, Mad yeah. Max is probably one of the best action films I've ever seen ever. Like, it's it's probably one of the definitive action films I've ever seen. Like, it's absolutely outrageous what they can what they did on that film. Blade Runner twenty forty nine shouldn't be it, it's just it, you shouldn't follow up Blade Runner with something that is equally as good as Blade yeah. Runner like that is absolutely fucking ridiculous like the absolute audacity to do that and Django is just absolutely like <laughs> it's peak Tarantino um, it is and plus we both went for Django in 2012 so mm. it's, it's I think I've narrowed it down to two if you give me first, I should I should have mine. If you give me your one first, I should have mine by the time you're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Give me your I'll go one. Through, I'll go. I'll go through my list. Go so, um, I think out of the ten I've got here, the one I probably put at the bottom is Shame, and that's because I had to. Well, not I didn't have to pick it. I picked that from a year of a film that was particularly shit. Twenty eleven. Um, yeah, saying that dire. though. Yeah. I, I I do I do like that film. Um, that's the Michael Fassbender Wankathon one. Yeah. Um, 
and then looking at them, I've, I've sort of like group a lot together. So I think at the same level, I'm putting films like A Quiet Place, Inception, La La Land, I'm like grouping them together, Hair as well, maybe. Mm. Um, as like films that you can rate so highly, but there's just something there that's not yeah. making them, like they don't, it, it's they're not your favourite films. Like out of people I know, I don't think anyone I know is picking them as their favourite film. Mm. If you know mm. what I mean, like yeah. there's just there's yeah, yeah. just something there. Saying that though, yeah. it's this is uh, my my choice anyway. Um, Ex Machina, you, you know I love this film. I watched this absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I watched it's this again fantastic. this month, and I'm still amazed by it. The the it's just the way it makes you think. Like the the, yeah. the shit that goes through your head watching it is unreal, and I mm. love that like thought provoking stuff. That yeah. uh, that revs my engine. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> 1917, phenomenal. That's in my top five films ever. Yeah, a couple of these are, three of them are. Yeah, um, and that's that's going to form my top three. Um, another one of those is Interstellar. That's just mm. an absolute masterpiece in my opinion. Everything about yeah. it, performances, the way it looks, the accuracy yeah. to uh, actual physics, the yeah. the soundtrack, the score. It's superb. Everything about that film is superb. I think um, that's what it might whittle down to is they're all fantastic films, but which ones would you consider like an absolute like masterpiece? Yeah. Which which films deliver on on every front? Exactly. Basically, and I'll be honest um, with you, I think I think the top ten in twenty seventeen alone probably would have just covered yeah. all of these. <laughs> twenty seventeen was was twenty seventeen was. I'm just thinking about twenty seventeen there and like yeah, the films were missing out, but. Absolutely um, outrageous. I'm I'm ready to give my number one if if you want me to go for it. Go ahead. So based on on what you're saying there for for 2017, yeah. my uh, favorite film from the decade is obviously Baby Driver. I think that you... film will never ever be beaten in terms of no. a film that just spits out like pure enjoyment. Yeah, like that film is so fun. It's so fucking well made. We've it's we've spoken unique. about this before. Like it, the film just gives you a hard on from how well it's made. <laughs> it's a two hour music video. Every piece of action matches oh, music. Yeah. The 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 scene uh, the the background of every scene matches the lyrics to the yeah. music. The characters are so well balanced and poised to be able to interact mm. with each other. It mm. it the uh, love story alongside. The, the fact that the film is just a giant chase, those two mm. elements come together, work perfectly. Mm. Oh my God, honestly, for, I, I imagine this will be Edgar Wright's last film that isn't a horror. He's sort of, he's, he said he's moving into horror. So this like transition yeah. film that he's gone from like his earlier British films, he's made Baby Driver, which has been his his like project for 20 years. Mm. And that, like that that's why it's so good. It, it's 20 years in the making. Everything about this film just, makes me smile like it's fucking incredible that opening opening like 10 minutes where you've got the the initial chase the bank robbery and then the scene where he goes to get coffee that first 10 minutes alone is like better than some of the stuff on this list for me yeah yeah honestly it's fucking incredible and i could talk i could talk about it all day but i'll leave it there for now i am um i think i've come to the same conclusion as you yeah 2017 was an absolutely outrageous year. 
on <gasps> any any other year. Them any other year, Blade um, the Baby Driver say was released in twenty sixteen a year earlier. It would have been top film twenty sixteen. If yeah. Dunkirk in twenty seventeen was released in twenty eighteen, it would have been the top film for twenty eighteen. Yeah. If do you, do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. The the films in twenty seventeen are absolute like they're absolutely amazing. So to come on top of twenty seventeen, for myself, you've I've yeah. obviously got to give it to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think, and I'll be honest, I've only made that decision in the last about thirty seconds. <laughs> well, if you asked me thirty seconds ago, it would have been probably Mad Max. I'd say I knew, I knew um, based on how you've spoken about them in the past, it was going to be one of those two. Mad Max. See, I'm thinking about it now again. Mad Max is, Mad Max is absolutely outrageous. Like you've, I've, you've, you've heard me in, in the episode talk about Mad Max, so I won't go over too much. But as a uh, what's that, what Adam was saying then about like um, film techniques and film like techniques and capturing stuff on film and the editing and how everything comes together to form the final product that's the same for baby driver it's exactly the same in mad max everyone's on the top of their game it's it's the the best action film of the decade hands down nothing even comes close to it no avengers no star wars nothing like that this is the best action film of this decade because it is it's just absolutely insane like it's it's Fucking bonkers what they committed to film in that in that. Um the story's absolutely brilliant. You don't need to watch the other Mad Maxes to understand what's going on because no one has a fucking clue because it's mad. <laughs> Max It's just fucking brilliant. It just grabs you by the balls and just runs. <laughs> yeah. And you're like getting dragged along. Like it, it? No, it doesn't. However, what we said about twenty seventeen before all that standing and this film still come out on top top for me. But the other thing I think that's won it for me with the Blade Runner 2049 is the original Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner is my favourite film of all time. Nothing beats the original Blade Runner. It is an absolute masterpiece of just world building and getting lost into a different world. Your brain switches off and it just it's absolutely flawless to follow Blade Runner up (laughs) with a film that is equally as good (laughs) as as a masterpiece so in itself is a masterpiece whilst not it doesn't take the other it doesn't take the first Blade Runner film for granted it doesn't build on nostalgia or anything like that like Star Wars films or Jurassic World or anything like that it doesn't go back to like nostalgia little things like other films um like uh Doctor Sleep goes back to obviously that little that little like there's no fan service really in Blade Runner 2049 is what I'm trying to say yeah it just builds it adds to the first film and but it tells its own story as well and i think for that reason it has to be my top film of the decade Blade Runner 2049 um come out in 2017 we, we talked about the amount of quality in 2017 and then it's a sequel to probably the greatest film ever made and it still holds its own and it doesn't ruin the the first film it, it builds on it um 
for me it is Blade Runner 2049 closely and I mean closely <laughs> followed by Mad Max Fury Road yeah um but I think just by a nose, Blade Runner 2049. Um, but then the top two films are them two easily. Um, and then obviously, you know, Django and Whiplash, absolutely incredible mm. as well. But definitely them two stick out for me. Nice. Uh, but well, Blade Runner 2049 on top. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you sure? Yeah, you, yeah. I'm not, go, no, no, no. Don't do that to me because in nah. two minutes I'll change some Mad Max and we'll be here for another hour. So we're going to go with no, Blade Runner 2049. You can't change your mind because we haven't got enough time to change your mind. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, it's a solid yeah. choice. It is a solid choice. But I think that says a lot about that year though because both, yeah, yeah. both our picks are from exactly. that year. So Exactly. We knew, we've always said from the start as well. That we said from the start, yeah. It's going to be mad. Even, even 14 and 15 to an extent as well. But... Um, yeah, there's our two films of the decade. It only took us ten months Absolutely. to do it. I know, um, yeah, but we got there eventually. But we got there in the end. That's, so this is, exactly. this is the end of our first mini series. We're going to have to uh, come up with a new idea. We're going to find something else. Um, <laughs> no, we've 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 got ideas. Let's do yeah, the nineties. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Face we off could wins do eighties. Mate, we watched Face Off the other night. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's amazing, isn't it? Mate, that bit where that bit where John Travolta walks in the room with um, like pretending to be Nicolas Cage for the first time. And they see yeah. they see each other first time, and he's got like a newspaper in his face, and yeah. he just does the creepiest fucking face <laughs> ever, and starts being like dead creepy. It's oh, love it, absolutely love it. Um, but now we've got a couple of ideas coming up, haven't we? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We realised like half our content is this film series. Yeah, we've done twenty episodes and ten of those yeah. episodes have been this series. Um speaking of Nicolas Cage, our uni friend Gibbo sent me a link for a film the other day with him in it. I can't remember what it's called, but you remember that game Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're like the night manager in an animatronics warehouse type thing and you have to like survive the night without these um robots sort of coming to kill you essentially. Well, it's like that, but Nicolas Cage is essentially John Wick. <laughs> and it looks, <laughs> it looks insane. I can't believe it's even being made. Yes, please. It looks insane. Um, so we've got we'll have to do a Nicolas Cage episode. Is there enough time for a Nicolas Cage I know, episode? I know. But it has to be like I film by film. We'll the have Wicker, to be a series the Wicker like Man this. Alone. The Wicker Man Alone. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, that's our best films of the de- best films of the decade. What is this decade even called? The the, the tens, teens, the, the tens, tens, the teens. So twenty ten to twenty nineteen, those ten years we've come up with two films, both from the same year: Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Baby Driver. Yep, nice. We've done it on that on that uh, conclusion. We shall end. <laughs> uh, just. Little thing before we do end, um, mm. the the main man himself who I share this podcast with is doing a um, he's doing a bike ride all in the name of charity uh, oh, yeah. with our with our good friend Abby as well. Um, the the link is on his Facebook page if anyone's got him on Facebook. I'm sure we'll put it on the 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 podcast page as well. Um, but if you could all donate to a good cause for me, mate, doing oh, a nice bike one, challenge. Mate. Thanks. Um, that would be great. <laughs> about that to be honest I've got, to, I've got to do all that next month you've got to do a bike ride <laughs> yeah. 
I can't do it with him because I can't ride the bike. There you go. I've just said <laughs> that on. But um, oh, nice one, mate. Yeah, for, for anyone you, who is interested, we'll I'll put the details we, for that out soon. If if that's if something do, you'd be interested in contributing towards. Yeah, if you do an eating challenge next time, I can do that with you, but probably not. I'll be doing that all through March. Probably not a bike. All through March. <laughs> the amount of stress my body will go through in February. Yeah, that's exactly. why I decided to do an endurance, a sports endurance challenge in the shortest month of the year, but whatever. <laughs> Nothing else to do, is there? <laughs> no, but best of luck, mate. You'll smash it. Um, Cheers, lad. And yeah, if anyone donates, we'll put the link on the page as well. Uh, so you could donate. That would be great. I mean, give you a little shout out on the pod. We'll get you on the pod. Oh it? my god! Imagine <laughs> <laughs> just 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 buy a microphone and a cable and a recorder. You can come on. One pound gets you a shout out. Five pound gets you. <laughs> uh, Not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll end it there. So Blade Runner 2049 and uh, Baby Driver, best films of the decade, both out in 2017. Um, yeah, as always, that's nice. the end of our uh, decade of film, uh, the, the the teens, the tens. Um, cheers, cheers, Adam. Cheers, Jake. I was hoping I would catch you too. And here you are. Monica my darling, she was a good girl. I loved, I loved her. But Deborah, baby, is she, is she a good girl? You love her? Yes, I do. That's too bad. 